Hey guys, this is Lauren with the Mindful Business Podcast, bringing you your weekly dose of business inspiration and support. And I love it because I'm starting to get more and more comfortable with saying that and showing up. So really excited for this week's um, podcast. I am working with Jessica. Jessica, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, Lauren, thank you so much for the invitation to be here, um, even though I kind of like hassled you and I was like, hey, I love your podcast idea. Like, I'd love to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Um, yeah. So I really appreciate you creating this space that's so needed and just like bringing this wisdom and transmitting this wisdom through the podcast virtual airwaves. So thank you so much for being called to this. You're welcome. So tell them a little bit about yourself, Jessica, and then we'll talk about our topic. Sure. My name is Jessica Dervage. Um, I have been in the health and wellness space since um, about 2001. Um, kind of just like a quick overview. I became a massage therapist and a yoga teacher. And I always say massage was like the gateway drug for me um, at that time to, to energy, to healing. It just blew my mind. Um, I was, you know, uh, 20, 21 years old. And I just, I remember learning about chakras and energy and programming and conditioning. And I just was, I, my mind was just completely blown and I was forever changed and it completely changed the course of my life. Um, but I always kind of had a business sort of side to me, kind of an entrepreneurial spirit. And so at 25, um, I was managing, um, the spas for the Marriott and within a couple of years, I had four properties. And so I'm like, didn't really know what the heck I was doing, but I was managing all these properties for the Marriott. I was opening spas, doing takeovers, managing millions of dollars of business and hundreds of employees. And it was just an incredible, incredible journey. It was also really eye-opening to sort of be this, um, I guess I say like woo woo type of girl with an entrepreneurial spirit and sort of a keen sense for business, but be in a very corporate environment. So I was always, I always like found that I was the one and there's like, Oh, is Jessica down in the spa using her crystals? You know, is Jessica listening to what the spa wants to do? <laughs> you know, it was just always the story of my life. And, um, and I eventually left the hotel industry kind of for that reason. I just, I was like, gosh, like I really wanted to be in a space where, um, where I felt like it was aligned from like 360 degrees, not necessarily from the bottom to the top. Cause I don't really believe in like hierarchical, you know, system or structure, but just a 360 degree, um, alignment with mission and vision. And I, that took me on, you know, like I'll, on like a 15 year until like we're sitting here today sort of journey with um, founding and running a nonprofit for several years for the arts to tons of travel to dozens of countries to um, lots of teaching, always weaving, like teaching yoga, teaching rest. Um, I teach a women's movement form called Koya that I just absolutely love. Um, to a lot of online work. I hosted a podcast for about eight years um, called Where Is My Guru and traveled around to yoga festivals and conferences with my husband, who was a photographer, um, and interviewed all of my favorite, like inspirational yoga and consciousness and mindful leaders and teachers and healers. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, I just have been 
on this path of wellness and business and then also being in a space where I was always doing a lot of work virtually. So I was always in a space where I was trying to create authentic connection online, whether it was through a podcast or hosting events. And that eventually took me to where I am today, which I am the online program director for Kapalu and helping to build out our online arm. And I can honestly say for the first time, I am in an environment where I feel very confident that um, we are 360 degrees in alignment with mission and vision. Um, it's never perfect because you work with humans, um, but um, but it's been a really incredible journey. And um, and yeah, so that's just a little bit, I guess, about like my business journey through wellness. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and for those of you who don't know, haven't listened to the first set of podcasts, my name is Lauren. I am the co-owner of RW Business Solutions. I'm a yoga teacher. Um, I really practice a lot of mindfulness in everything that I do. And so our topic tonight is about having a mission-driven business and the art of being of service. And I think like, so what really hit for me leading us into this right now is the fact that you know, we tried to set this up a couple of times to do this chat. And my mission is to educate and inspire people and to rewrite the rules that man has created. So we're no longer living in the structure of society that no longer satisfies our soul. And so ultimately, I loved that we couldn't quite get on like time with our meeting at first because of the fact that when you're leading a mission of educating and reminding people to be like aligned in their soul, we just were showing up accordingly and what we could do. And for me, that was just a really great reminder that like, you know, even though we have plans, our plans aren't always concrete and it's always best to be flexible and fluid and that to teach that in my mission, to be flexible, to be fluid. So talk about, um, I'm going to let you start and talk about your business and your mission and just kind of, you know, going over that aspect of you. Yeah, I, well, I wanted to thank you for sharing that piece and it actually, you know, what comes up for me when you, when you say that is that it's, you know, you, you Lauren, or anybody who is listening that has a business, when you create a safe space, right. With those types of values, like, and people feel safe to be able to speak up and say, um, like something's come up for me, or I'm not feeling like I can show up fully for this right now. And there's a safe space and there's going to be and you're going to be received and seen and supported and heard, you know, I think that that is, is just so important. And I actually like thought of uh, like a meeting I have to um, talk to my colleague about tomorrow and say, listen, can I go first in the meeting? Because my plans have kind of shifted. And so can I go first so that I can like, I can bounce and go and do this other thing. And I feel completely like I've been in situations where I've been fearful yeah. of going in and speaking my needs, right? Because there's these, these like this illusion of expectation, yeah. you know, nobody even knows why we have those expectations, right? Like why they're even in place. So, um, so I just appreciate you, you know, kind of starting out like that. And um, well, you know, I can talk a little bit about 
I can talk a little bit about my relationship to service and business and, um, and sort of my journey, my journey with that through a couple of different areas, if that works for you, does that work for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I feel like we're very similar, right? Like doing this podcast, sharing this wisdom, it's a way to be of service to a collective, you know, it's like, I do it because I can, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I do it because I'm able, I do it because I'm inspired to, I do it because I feel called to, but ultimately like, and also because I can. And I really, from a very young age, felt that deeper call, like felt that deeper call. And I feel like it was, I did some um, travel when I was 19 years old and I traveled to Haiti and I sort of came home with, with a, with a really like different perspective than when I went down there, I came home with a perspective of, you know, you, you can't really change, make a change. You can't transform unless you're willing to transform. Mm-hmm. You can't be a part of changing somebody else's life unless you're willing to change, unless you're willing to listen. And mm-hmm. it really set, like, I, I would say like, that is one of the foundations for who I am as a person and, and my curiosity for life and my desire to live an inspired life or my desire to serve, to serve the collective, because I'm, I'm committed to transformation. And so, um, so being of service, um, was, was a way for me to, to feel like I could continue to like, to grow and change myself by centering relationship with other people throughout all the different sort of like facets of my, of my career. One of, do you want me to pause? Do you have a question? No, no, I get that. I get that. Okay. Um, One of the things about being of service, which I think we can like, like, you know, if you feel this way, raise your hand is like, sometimes we like do things of service and like service doesn't always equal like getting paid, you know? So, you know, so (laughs) right. And I think, you know, so first of all, like if, if you are in that boat, like, you know, if you're listening and you are in that boat, um, I just want to say like, well, you know what, like I'm, the world is so grateful and the collective is so like grateful for, for your service and for like, we need people that do things because they can, you know? And I think that, um, that, that stepping into whether it's an abundant abundance mindset or stepping like into a courageous place where you're willing to understand your value and worth and what you bring to the table and be in a space that is service and mission driven is completely possible. It's completely doable. It's totally out there, but we have, we are here to learn the lessons that we're here to learn. It took me a long time to have one day in my mind, like click and go, I bring a lot to this table. You know, like I bring a lot to this table and it never changed like the through line of, I am here to serve the collective. I am here to learn and listen to whether it's the collective, to whether it's individual, like what they need. And that's how change happens. That's how I grow and learn. That's how the collective grows and learns. That's how the group I'm a part of grows and learns. If we're all listening to what wants to happen, to what needs to happen instead of forcing our own agendas. Um, So it didn't change the through line. It was me. It was my process of maturation. It was my process 
of evolution. It was, it was like my own personal development process in finally getting to a point where I was like, oh, I guess these people don't value me. And it's okay to walk away from this person, from this job, from this relationship. And, um, and I really want to preface that there's many of us out there that are working in a place of survival and, you know, and, and may feel, and the reality may be that this is, this is where we are in this moment, right? This is, this is where we are in this moment. So I've got other thoughts on that, but I just kind of wanted to pause because I see you shaking your head and wanted to see, you know, where you're at with this. <laughs> oh, so, you know, how do we know what our mission is with our business? And a lot of times it's our why we establish a business. And um, for some of us, it goes uh, even deeper um, because a lot of people start their business out of lack um, and out of need. And then there are some of us who grow into the business because the need comes to them and then it expands into more. And so for me, I got asked this question by a girlfriend the other night. She's like, oh, how'd your business start? And I was like, my business started me. I didn't start my business. And what it came from for me was uh, I started building websites and uh, that was how my company started. I, I went to school for engineering. So, you know, computer programming and building computers was always a thing. And um, I had started doing like website builds for companies that I was working through. I worked for a real estate company and built websites and property management profiles. And it just kind of naturally grew into itself. And then, you know, people are like, oh, I need websites for my business. And I'd be like, oh, I can do that for you, whatever. It's not a big deal. And I, my business came from the need of others. And it grew organically from there. And so um, my why when I first started was just because other people needed the support and the knowledge that I had. And so I think it's really important to always touch back on that concept of your why and why you're doing something as a gentle reminder, um, but then to also um, take your why and allow it to grow and expand because you're constantly changing and evolving as a human being. And so you may change, your business may change. I know I went from being a web developer to a web developer and a business coach to a web developer, business coach, speaker, um, to a web developer, business coach, uh, social media manager, you know, so it just has grown as the need has grown. And so it, it just, it varies person per person. And so don't think like you've got to want to start a nonprofit and that's the only way your mission is going to be a comp. Like that's not it. You know, it can be a personal need of wanting to succeed and build for yourself. It can be a need to want to su uh, support the community and its personal growth. It can grow from you not even knowing that that's what you're going to be doing with yourself. <laughs> um, so I just know I agreed with everything you said. And I just wanted to remind people, like, if you just feel like you don't, you have a business and you you don't know like what your mission is touch back on your why that's that that's that that driving factor and um you know um so yeah i just i love the concept of a mission driven business but ultimately your everybody's business is mission based some are just more spiritually aligned some are more um business oriented aligned some are more body oriented right so um just that gentle reminder right there so yeah thank you um, I'd love to talk. So I'd love to talk about 
where I currently work and kind of the evolution of the, how they just changed their mission. So this is a 50 year company that just changed their mission. So I'd love, so that this is a pretty cool like story. Yeah. I'd love to, yeah. Because I'm, they're kind of my partners right now. They, they're, yeah. they're, they're a gift for me for sure. So um, so Kripalu, if for those of you who don't, don't know, Kripalu is the largest uh, re- retreat center in North America. Pre-pandemic, 50 to 60,000 people would visit there a year. It's in the Berkshires in the Northeast in Massachusetts, and it's on this beautiful 120-acre campus. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just gorgeous. And, um, and they have been around for 50, 50 years. So Kripalu is named for Swami Kripalu, who brought this technique or brand of of yoga kripalu yoga that's my son watching soccer and hope you could just hear him yelling watching soccer on tv um um over from to to the west and it was an ashram for many years and um and through the pandemic when the pandemic pandemic happened they closed their building and laid off 450 people and so there was only 30 people 30 30 people bridge team and during that time, they really had to, and, I, and I'll, I'll like interchange and like say we, because I feel like I am a representation and a voice for the organization, but I wasn't a part of the bridge team and I wasn't there during that time. So, um, but they, we had to reckon with the fact that we had been an organization serving, right? Serving self-development, self-transformation, serving consciousness, but had been in alignment with systems and structures that up that upheld oppressing vulnerable populations, that upheld tenets of white supremacy, and so really had to mm. um, like be trans like had desired the group of people that were there like desired to confront that and do that and and, and engage with that work. Um, when I, if I say like engage or do that work, it by no means doesn't mean it's finished at all. Um, you know, it's on, it's ongoing right, for, um, journey. for everybody. Um, so they dove into some like turning this like 50 year sort of like ship in this new direction. And so the mission and vision had always was always about individual transformation, but they expanded it to societal transformation and individual transformation. And th- that's, pretty big, right? It's like, it's like a, it's a pretty significant change to now embark on, well, what does that actually mean for the organization to live and embody a mission that is, that is individual and understanding that we are not well until we are all well. And so how do we bring sort of this kind of, um, how do we begin to transform um, our perception, you know, through right relationship, right action, you know, authentic centering of relationships. Um, and, and so it's just been really fascinating to be a part of the organization. Um, they, they had many initiatives like it going before, you know, before this, before the pandemic happened that were community-based and, um, and, you know, I will say that it's, it, it's what excites me to be there, you know, to, to like be a part of an organization that is in um, this sort of metamorphosis of, of listening to what consciousness 
like how kind of how I view it, like this is what consciousness is wanting. This is what the collective is asking, you know, all of us right now. And how do we do that as individuals? How do we do that with our companies? How do we take, you know, what we've been doing and kind of fearlessly step towards this, this sort of unknown, like threshold, maybe beyond capitalism, um, sort of like outside of patriarchy, um, looking at how systems like affect us, even down to what we talked about before when you said, you know, how do we create a system or a structure that supports the ind- the needs of the individual and centers the needs of the individual over the needs of the of the org, and you know be flexible with how we show up to meetings or when we meet or, you know, things like this, you know, understanding that we all come together to the table with a certain level of agreement. You know, we all come with a certain level of agreement and within that agreement is, um, is this sort of like dynamic, um, fluid, nonlinear way of relating and allowing things to not be so static and, allowing them, allowing us to be messy, allowing us to fail, you know, and, and being transparent and vulnerable in that and in that conversation. And so that's sort of, it's very um, meaningful and challenging and really rewarding to, um, to be a part of something that is trying and knowing that we're going to mess up. And knowing that it's not even about getting it right. It's about showing up. For sure. I think, you know, the biggest thing is, and we've touched back on it and and things is that you have to always touch back and reevaluate the values of yourself and of your company. And, and if you're actually satisfying the needs of the whole on top of satisfying the needs as of the individuals. And so I really think it's beautiful to hear that uh, shout out to them because they did give me a grant and to do something that I'm very passionate about, which is offer free. Offer things for free because everything costs money and people struggle with money. And I, I, um, I was gifted a, I kind of traded gifted, I say, but uh, I had a wellness center in Myrtle Beach for a little bit. And you know, my biggest thing with that was to offer free or cheap workshops so everybody could have mind, body, spirit healing accessible to them. And so when I moved to Charlotte and I didn't no longer had that, I was definitely like, okay, God, when are you going to give that to me again? Because it really did a lot for my community. And they came through, Kapala came through and uh, Jessica came through for me even more with offering me a $4,000 scholarship to, to supply the people with that freedom. And um, I'm so grateful for them. And so with me, you know, the mission driven business, of course, I have technically two businesses and, but they both intertwine because I do mindful business coaching, but, um, with the yoga, it is, uh, the yoga and the, um, teaching of yogic practices and, um, the mindfulness and the sound healing and the Reiki and stuff. 
And for me, I always promised God that I would do that kind of work for free if I'm financially stable. And the opportunities to now offer that stuff more freely has come to me. And I know that that desire and that pure intention of freedom, offering free uh, workshops is something that is in alignment for my life. And so that mission to just give people an opportunity to drop in, to drop out, to find deep relaxation and comfort within their being is now accessible and without worry of whether I have the money to do it. And so I think when you're living your life riding it out through your mission, through your internal soul's mission, it's going to come easily. I mean, there are always obviously little challenges, but things will come a little easier for you. The opportunities are going to show up for you. The right people are going to be set in your place. Uh, Jessica, you and I, like we've talked and we've hung out and a little bit, you know, but not as much as we're doing now, which is amazing because I love that. Now we're really getting this deep dive together, but it's so cool how like we've kind of like touched back here and there, and now we're really coming into this alignment. And so like the, everything will move you into that space to be with the right people at the right time. And and um, I'm even getting chills just talking about it. <laughs> my whole body is just like, Ugh. but, um, but this, I just, again, just so grateful for the opportunity to keep serving the community because my sole purpose in life period is to take us out of these old structures and reformat. I am a F the system kind of girl. I don't believe in man's laws. I don't live in man's laws entirely. There are things obviously I do to be respectful to man's laws. (laughs) Um, But as long as I'm not harming to others, man's laws don't naturally have any appeal to me. And so, you know, even with my run for presidency, it's not for presidency. It's my, my mission is to educate and inspire and to remind people of our power. And so everything that we do, especially when we're on these like deep dives of like moving life uh, for others and for ourselves is that there is a mission and we just have to touch back on that. And so I just, uh, I love this. I love this. Like when you said, like, can we talk about this? I was like, yes, because we both have so many lives we've lived already and lives we're going to continue to live, but we have these missions within our being that we are satisfying, whether it's for ourselves or whether it's for the people that we're interacting with. So I really, um, I'm really grateful to talk about it. And I'm really excited to offer those free workshops here in Charlotte. I'm working with a nonprofit, which is super cool. Um, uh, again, this is my second nonprofit I'm working with when I had the gift of the wellness center before it was a nonprofit. And so, you know, I keep getting this reminder, like nonprofits are the way you might need to go for a while. And, um, and so I'm excited to see where it goes, but the mission is important. The why it's going to keep you motivated. It's going to keep you driven. It's going to keep you happy and in love. And I know that when I've taught classes and know that like people can come and they don't have to worry about money. I'm happy. I'm happy because it's not the money that satisfies me. It's the happiness and it's the joy that I see in people's faces. It's the stress release that I can give to people like that energetic joy over it trumps any financial joy that I think I could ever have in my life. And, um, I'm just grateful to keep being able 
to present that. Like that just mm-hmm. is just a soul. Yes. That is just God going, you're on track, keep it up. And I'll keep giving you these opportunities to lead in your community and to support their mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Yes. Way, <laughs> way to be. Yeah. So the concept of being of service, um, you know, of course, having that mission-based uh, business is important, but, you know, you have to have the heart of being of service because being like you were saying, being of service doesn't mean when you do something, you're going to receive something. And so you can't, when you, um, when you are in the act of being of service with your business, you are doing it out of the genuine kindness of your heart with no expectation of what is going to be received or replaced for that. But ultimately we know karmically that when we do things, there is always a ripple effect and usually positive or negative, depending on what you do karmically. But ultimately when you're doing good, the good that you receive will come back. And so it may not be five minutes from now, but it is years from now. And so the act of being of service is top notch and so important. And um, yeah, yeah, (laughs) I just love being of service. (laughs) You know, it's it's a real privilege to be able to tap into that frequency in our lives and, and, and in our career, you know, and sometimes it, sometimes it's not necessarily married with career, but you feel it in your life through a hobby or through volunteering or, you know, and I find that as you were talking, like what was coming up for me was, um, like the art of being of service means that I'm connected to the bigger picture. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm connected to the why, right. I'm connected, to, but like, I'm, 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 I'm served that I'm like, I'm serving the why I'm serving the mission. So mission driven is one thing. Mission driven is kind of um, like anybody can have a, a mission, you know, right. and you can check in with your mission. But for me, service is sort of like the active part to a service. I feel like when you think of like karma yoga, right. Like the yoga of service or you know, and I, I remember somebody said to me once, he's like, you're such a karma yogi. You're such a little karma yogi. And I was like, mm, I am. Um, <laughs> and there's a, there's a real innocence, you know, like, it makes me think of like the fool a little bit, you know, like there's a real innocence of like, yes, we can, yes, we can create a new world. Yes, we can. Yes, we can serve the collective. Like, yes, we can. Yes, we yeah. can. Like, transcend these this old paradigm yes we are creating a new paradigm yes we are and so and it's like you know and there's days because you know the emails and like the chop wood carry water you know part of life and the relationships and the humanness you know people are always like oh like you seem like you really love you know your job and you work I'm like I'm not wearing rose colored glasses I work with a bunch of humans like I get it like I know like it's you know yeah it's not always, you know, roses in the garden. No. And, and, um, you know, I, I feel like now, I mean, I'm, I'm almost 44 and I've been in business, doing business and working since I was 16 years old. And I still really feel, even when I've been in environments that like, I I really knew like, "Eh." um, I don't think like so-and-so gets it or my boss isn't really on board with, you know, me wanting to go out to the ocean and ask him what we should do, bring my staff and let's take off our shoes and put our feet in the water. (laughs) So, 
Um, but I still like feel that, that fire, you know, that, that why. Um, and so that, that, that was like something I wanted to share, you know, about service. I feel like service is, is the, is you being able to put your mission in action. So it's almost like you could say mission driven or like mission service, you know, like, yeah. because like operation mission, like be of service. Right. So, you know, because service is how we operate every single day, how we continue to come to that sort of like that place of, of believing that it is possible. And just by you showing up and you embodying that possibility by you embodying fearlessly the unknown, right? You are making a possible, you are weaving possibility into, into the web. So, you know, and I think, and you were talking about this before, like, you will attract more people, more clients, you know, more situations, more opportunities that are in line with you. Caveat to that, as long as you are continuing to do the work and listen to like what you're supposed to listen to your own internal work, because this idea of being of service, this idea of being of, uh, you know, being mission driven, I feel like there's a real collective sort of like we talked about Kripalu has this individual mission and this societal mission. So for 50 years, you know, not saying that like Kripalu didn't do amazing work in the world. It it changed my life. I went, you know, it did incredible work in the world and continued to perpetuate something that we see in a lot in the spiritual industry and the wellness industry, a lot of navel gazing, you know, and not really like looking our head up and like, we, like I said, we are not well until we are all well. And so, so, you, you know, your, your individual work is on, like, it can only like serve the collective as much as you are willing to continue to do your own individual work. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And so, you know, again, the concepts of knowing your why and then following through to make the why happen um, are so important. And I think for me, especially, you know, I didn't have a why for a very long time. I didn't know what I was doing. And so a lot of people get in that funk of, I don't know my purpose in life. And sometimes our purpose is just to be. Um, some of times it's just to be supportive and support those who are doing bigger things. And so, you know, just being here on earth is enough. It is truly enough. Um, as long as your soul is happy and as long as you're not harming to other people. Um, but then there are, there are people who have these missions to help really ultimately change the collective status. And so I don't want people to think like, you have to go out and figure out like how you can save the world because there, you don't have to, you being you is enough to save the world. But ultimately at the same time, like there are ways to kind of find that why, if you feel like you want to deep dive a little bit more into growing into a more mission-based or mission-driven industry. And so um, I talked about a little bit in my last podcast and it was kind of like getting to know the different parts of yourself and how to use it to bring your online presence. Well, when you get to know who you are internally and get to know the deep, dark secrets within yourself that you won't mm-hmm. even tell yourself, um, when you get to know you know, the scars that are still there that you haven't let go of, when you get to really deep dive into the passions, the things that really fill your soul and 
and make you soul satisfied, that's going to lead you towards that mission driven business or that being of service-based life. And so I just wanted to throw that out there as a like, Hey, if you feel like I don't know what the mission is for me, but you want to have a mission. I feel like you can almost pick up a mission if you want to ultimately. (laughs) So if you want to have a mission, I feel like that's what happened with me is like, I didn't know. And then I got into like doing the work in the industry with, um, creating, you know, websites and stuff and then getting into yoga. And then like, I, brought myself to a place where I was like, I want to know, I want to be more of, of service. I want to have more of a mission in my life. I want to have something that drives and pulls me into a positive direction. And it's not, like you said, it's not sunshine and rainbows all day. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of work that goes behind it, but that's with everything in life. So ultimately just don't be fear-based, you know, have confidence that everything that's meant for you is going to come in fruition and what's not meant for you will wash away. But if you are soul searching and you want to get more aligned in your being, you can ask yourself, you know, who am I? The four questions, the four soul questions by Deepak, who am I? What is my Dharma? What is my soul's purpose? What am I grateful for? What do I love? And you can kind of use those questions to steer you, but then also look at the things that you're very passionate about, very driven about. And those can then in turn become what takes you into the industry that you're meant to be in, to be soul driven, to be uh, of service as well. Mm, I'm so glad you just went there. I'm like, when you were like, you have to look at your shadows, look at those deep, dark places. I was like, oh, she went there. Okay, cool. That's great. That's what we're doing. doing. Yes. You know, for a long time, especially with my work in like healing centers and spas and wellness centers, my mission was really, I wanted to serve the healers. Like that was, I just wanted to create a space that where the healers felt safe because I really respected so much the massage therapists and the energy workers and the estheticians, the nail techs, you know, just, and the people that came there. I just wanted that. I just wanted to have a sacred space. I wanted the therapist to feel and like they were special because they are, you know, they're healers. They're doing amazing work. They're spending more time with people than sometimes people see their doctor, you know, when you get to be with somebody on a table. And, um, and so I felt like that was really my mission for a really long time. And, and just in the last couple of years, things have started to shift where, um, so my mission has changed. Like my personal mission has changed. Um, as I began to get a little bit older and I really recognized my value, how that helped me to understand what my gifts were and understand what I'm bringing to the table. And a few kind of trips through the dark night of my soul <laughs> and, you know, helped me to see like what gifts maybe weren't like maybe working for me so much anymore. Like maybe this gift worked for me 10 years ago. This was very valuable to a client or to a customer or to, you know, to a job I had 10 years ago, this way of being that I had, but for some reason it just didn't really click anymore, you know? So I really had to take inventory of my gifts. So I feel like that's another way to start to get to your why and your mission is to understand what your gifts are because your gifts are your currency, you know, your gifts are your currency. And that's, just watched this incredible video by Charles Eisenstein where he, you know, sort of like kind of countered the whole like 
money as currency, but like our gifts in the world, our currency, the way that we use our gifts, the way that we express our gifts, that we are here to embody our gifts as an expression of what, how the collective consciousness wants to move through us. And so that has really begun to change how I show up, you know, everywhere, you know, in, in, of using my, you know, thinking of myself as a whole person, but kind of understanding what my gifts are, what, what am I called to do here in this meeting? What am I called to do here in this conversation with Lauren? What, you know, what am I, what, what one of me is, needs to come forth in this dynamic with my son? What one of me needs to be tended and cared for right now, because I'm like worried and I'm stressed and I'm anxious, you know, like how does that gift need to be integrated or transformed or supported so that it can feel um, like less fearful or, um, you know, so. So that's just been another way. I love all of the ways that you're sharing about like the four questions and how we can, you know, kind of start to like lean into, cause it's not, I, it, it's not like, it's not going to be written in the sky, no. you know, like it's a plane, not going to, you know, and, and so, yeah. So I just wanted to kind of like add, add that flavor to the, to the little pot that we've got simmering here um, and, and share that, that the gifts piece has been a real, like almost like a, um, like a key unlocker for me. Yeah. And I just love how you say, you know, it's not, it's not outwritten there in front of your face. So, you know, you go through your life and, you know, again, like in Myrtle, I, I moved from Myrtle or uh, moved from Myrtle to Charlotte, but in Myrtle, I, I started using my gifts of working well with people, having great knowledge to give people on emotional support and business support, became a business coach, uh, business life coach, and then loved yoga. So then I started incorporating yoga into just everyday practice, but then bringing into the business aspect. And then the having that brought me into having a wellness center while I was there and serving the masses, both, you know, spiritually and emotionally. And so again, none of that was written out for me. You know, I was just a, a bartender and I was just not sure what I was doing in my life. And, and all that transpired, you know, after I took, you know, a couple yoga classes and then started realizing my talent of being able to build websites, being techie. And that's what brought me out to Charlotte was having, so it was having those abilities. You know, I got asked to come out here to help do the marketing management, even though I wasn't doing marketing, uh, I was doing website development and coaching. I was smart enough and knew that I had enough smarts behind that to bring me out here and to offer that knowledge and to grow into that position even more, which I have so much. And so you know, it's never written in, it's never written out for you. And if you're willing to um, go with the flow and hit a couple bumps on the road, um, you're going to steer the course that you're meant to be on. And so now I'm out in Charlotte and I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm growing into such an amazing um, business owner, because now I get, I'm getting more experience and knowledge in areas that need people need more support. Now I own a digital marketing firm on top of doing web development and graphic design. So, you know, I've grown into that, but that's where I've, I've been leading up to, right. And still leading on to who knows what else after this, but then it's like, okay, the yoga person was there in Char, um, in Myrtle beach. And it was like one moving out here. I'm like, what am I going to do? 
what am I going to do? And I couldn't really find a studio that I felt really comfortable to start teaching at again. So I was like, I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't want to lose my practice. I don't want to lose my teaching. And, um, and then the, um, opportunity to come up with the grant and offer, uh, co-work. So I'm collaborating with the, um, the nonprofit here to offer workshops. So I'm not doing all of them. I'm collaborating and giving people an opportunity, but it's also giving me an opportunity to continue teaching and to be able to keep giving my gifts to the world. And so, you know, I didn't think I was going to move to Charlotte and then everything said, yes, you are. And so here I am. And I didn't, you know, I knew I wanted to move at some point and I had prayed to God. And next thing you know, three weeks later, this offer to come out to Charlotte happened. And so you just, you don't know where you're going. And if you're willing to just ask for what your soul is yearning for, that alignment and that, that flow of energy or that waterfall movement is going to come and move you and guide you to where you are supposed to be going. And I don't want to say where you're supposed to be because where I'm at now probably isn't where I'm going to be for forever. It's just a pit stop along the way now. And so I think, you know, just enjoying the journey and enjoying the ride and not being too worried about what you're doing, but of course, subconsciously still having that genuality of this is, I'm here to do something for the whole while still satisfying myself as an individual. And so I uh, just wanted to touch back on, on that a little bit too. Yeah, 100%. I don't think that we could, I don't think that that holding like kind of that larger frame of of the collective would be possible. Like, like this conversation would be if this was a conversation about like how do you make money with you know an email campaign, you know, like it might. But what we're talking about of being being of mission and and being mission driven business and being of service, um, there's just an element of of how you feel are feeling called to what's your unique role to play here on this planet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, having this conversation tonight is great because ultimately I started this podcast for educational purposes and, um, you know, there will be days where we do more business oriented topics where I, I talk about, you know, your tips and tricks for marketing and things like that, but I am mindful and I believe in being mindful in your business. And so there's always going to be this kind of like kind of deep mental work and soul satisfying opportunities to come out and just really let like our passionate side about mindfulness, about spirituality, about our soul's desires come through. And so that way we can um, be soul led in our businesses. And so I love that, you know, I created this for educational purposes, but it will always have like this deep desire and loving support underneath of it to continue it going. And so again, you know, everything, I feel like everything I just, everything I've talked about, everything that I do, there is truly a mission behind it to educate, to inspire, to show people that they are loved, supported, and heard, to be told that they don't need finances in order to get the support that they need. Um, and, you know, with the political campaign is just, again, just to re-educate and inspire. And so I think um, I love just like touching back on that. You know, I don't think I've really sat with that concept in a while. You know, all that I do really has a, a 
a beautiful purpose of support and love and education. And so it just kind of made, made me really happy for a moment, just kind of hearing that for myself again. So just that reminder, touch back on this. Mm-hmm. touch back on your why on your mission what you want to do what you could see yourself doing in the future with this mission whatever you're doing on it now and um you know just continue to be re-inspired by yourself because if you are living a life to s- serve you know you are doing something so needed because so many people need love they need support. They need to feel heard. They need to feel listened to. They need to feel like they can come to you for guidance or for growth. And so um, just always touch back on why you're doing things to just re-inspire, <coughs> re-inspire yourself. All right. I meant to <laughs> mute. <laughs> Turn my camera off. So, uh, yeah, Ooh, I was feeling all that. I know. Well, I wanted to share this quote um, by Rilke. Uh, he, he said, the future enters into us in order to transform itself in us long before it happens. I love that. Please send that to me. <laughs> I will. I will. I was like thinking, I was like, I know there's a real quote about like what you just said. The future enters into us in order to transform itself in us long before it happens. I'm feeling that I'm feeling that so hardcore right now. Like I'm getting tingles all on this side and it's just intense. It really is because it's, it's so true. So like I was talking about, I go on clubhouse a lot with some women that I did a speaking engagement with and, you know, talking about wanting to run for president is an insane thing, but I've always said, like, I wanted to be president, even in high school. Like I just, it wasn't ever something I was like a hundred percent serious about, but at the same time was like, I know I have a passion to like create change. And so like, ultimately I didn't, it was there. It's always been there. And I just never knew how it would come about and how I would ever do it or get to it or if it would ever really come into fruition. But what I'm seeing is that, you know, it's moving in that direction. And, you know, from running for senator last year and, you know, I didn't run super hard, but I just kind of ran to see what kind of support I could get and what support looked like by doing the things that I do in my community um, to now getting ready to start a podcast for it, for political conversations. Um, I was um, coaching a lady in Myrtle for mayor and just like the opportunities to go there, even though I never that future dream never really was a dream that I thought would manifest. So whether I become president is not the point. The point is that my soul is led to create change. And I see that through the presidency. And so, you know, I love that quote because that I was just like, "Mm." the future was there before I was there. And now I'm starting to be in the future with it. And now I'm seeing it actually come into manifestation through the conversations. I mean, everyone calls me their president half the time. Um, it's, it's a blessing and it's really crazy and beautiful at the same time. But again, it's just, if you are just patient and if you just let time unfold naturally and organically, but yet work a little bit with it, um, your mission, your reason, your being of service is all going to be there. And so, yeah, it was really great. I love that quote. Please send it to me. <laughs> I will. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to share tonight, Jessica? Um, let's see. So 
I would love to share a little bit about um, just really quickly, like a plug for Passion for the Possible, which is a little like professional development triad that I'm a part of. Um, and, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, like Lauren talked a lot about her mindful business coaching, um, leadership development. And I think that like some of the things that we're talking about right now are really, you know, they're they're not the norm, you know, they're, 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 I wouldn't necessarily, I would say that like, we are part of creating a, a, a new paradigm that we're living into the future. Um, and so a lot of times businesses and folks in, in individuals, you know, are just like need some support and help and how that might look like what that looks like and, and how that might show up even in your own body. Um, and so in the, um, in the spring of 2020, I partnered with two incredible human beings, um, Franklin Ellis, Dr. Franklin Ellis, who's the director of DEI at Vanderbilt University and Amanda Masterpaul, who's the professor of women's and gender studies at Coastal, um, to create this, this kind of, this project called Passion for the Possible. And it is about reimagining leadership and what what that looks like for your organization, you as an individual, for your company. And the three of us weave um, our own sort of uh, um, body of practices together. Franklin brings in a very like academia approach and weaves in a DEI lens. And Amanda brings in, she, she's a professor also of theater of the oppressed, which is theater for social change. So she has this kind of container of play um, and kind of turning your perspectives upside down. And then I'm there teaching people how to rest and dancing with folks. And just what does it feel like to hold a container? What does it feel like to sort of kind of continue to hold this innocence, this freshness, this, this sort of childlike wonder and awe connection to your mission, to your vision, to your why through ritual, through ceremony, through spiritual practice in your business. Um, you know, we spend more time with our businesses, as you know, Lauren, than we do, you know, with our friends, with our families, with our children. And so it, you know, we, we deserve nothing less for that, it, for that it to be like a calling, a destiny. You know, we deserve nothing, nothing less than to wake up every day and be excited about what we do or begin to start to tend to the threads of what is out there that's waiting for us. And that will uplift you, <laughs> even if you're in a situation right now, or you're working or you're in an environment that doesn't feel as supportive as you know that you deserve to be. And so, um, and so we just, we, we have free offerings happening once every couple of months. And then this summer, summer of 2022, we'll have a six week reimagining leadership lab. And so I just wanted to to share that because, you know, there's a lot of people out there, whether you're going to Capello for an online class or you're hiring Lauren to do mindful business coaching with you, or you're, you know, you're like, oh, I want to take, I want to, I want to know what reimagining leadership looks like, because it's not, you know, what's happening now isn't working anymore. Like I said, like, sometimes like you're, you're, you're trying to do the same things you always did and they just aren't working. You know, why is that? And allowing yourself to receive and get support and sort of like move and expand outside of your comfort zone, that's like necessary part of the work. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, if you find yourself going, I'm gonna try something new that scares me, like I would say that you're on the right path. So, um, and so it was, you know, it was just, I just wanted to share because that, that 
as an individual, I love being part of an organization that is doing incredible work. Um, and I'm sure Lauren is like this too. Like I, I'm, I've always got my hands in like three or four pots. I have had several careers in my life. I am not, you know, my husband's a photographer. He's been clicking a camera for 30 years. Like not me. I, I will not be doing the same thing in 10 years as I'm doing right now. Probably doing something totally different. And I love that about me. And it took me a long time to love that about me, but I do. Um, so, so I just, you know, there's a lot of really incredible resources out there to start to lean in to what does change look like for you? Because centering relationship over profit, centering people over profit, there's not going to be a roadmap for what that looks like for you. It's about respecting and honoring your individual journey and what that means. And it's not a one size fits all. So thank you for letting me give that little plug. (laughs) Oh, and that's such a great reminder. And so important, I think for this conversation is that, you know, when you're going to launch and you're ready to start rolling, you know, there's support out there for, to help you with your growth. And that's with anything in life. It's just that gentle reminder that if you ever need support, there is support out there for you. And when it comes to growing into your mission or your business, there are coaches, there are financial coaches, there are spiritual coaches, there are people who do it all like me. So there's just, there is a lot of resources and support. And if you feel that call to make the shift, um, you know, reach out to the person that you're being called to, you know, as well. If somebody keeps popping up and, um, you know, over and over again, when you talk about business or you talk about wanting your soul led, you know, that might be the person that's going to lead you um, to where you need to be a little bit better as well. And so that's a great reminder that the resources are there for support when you're in those transformational processes. So thank you for that. So important. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for this conversation. This has been the longest conversation we've ever had and I've enjoyed it so much. (laughs) I love this because that's what it's going to do. It's, you know, I'm, I moved, my whole life has shifted and everything that I've known isn't the same anymore. And so these moments with like bringing people on to talk, um, my friend Lindsay and I do a mindful midweek mindfulness, um, and just like still having, being able to have those gen, those connections that I had from the beach has been really helpful. Um, because it's hard when you give up everything to shift into who you're meant to be, you lose a lot of things and it's scary. There are days where I am, I wouldn't say depressed, but I'm definitely like, I'm sad and I'm lonely. And at the end of the day, I'm, I always pull myself out, but it's these moments to have with you guys where I can still touch back t- to homage and like to the people that I've gotten close to over the years and just to lift my spirits because, you know, sometimes the journey is a lonely one. Not everyone gets that whole like can't like family supportive and and people support you on your mission. There are people out there who are doing a mission and they are kind of doing it alone. And um, it is challenging. But these moments, like Jessica said, you know, reaching out to the resources that are around you, but also reaching out to those that know you well or people you've interacted with who have that kind of aligned soul mission as you um, is a blessing. And so I'm just really grateful for you and all the stuff you've brought into my life since I've moved has just been so crazy. And, um, just to connect with you more, this conversation was so beautiful. And we, I think had a lot of great tidbits and 
So thank you for taking the time to talk on the Mindful Business Life podcast and, um, you know, reach out to Jessica if you have anything you're interested in. Um, what I will do is, uh, Jessica, if you want to go ahead, say your name and maybe um, the best way to contact you, whether it's following you on Instagram, finding your page on Facebook, I'll give you a moment to just touch on that. Yeah. I mean, I think just, yeah, hit me up on Facebook right now is the best way. Jessica Dervage. I think I'm Jessica Dervage Carriage. My name will probably be spelled in somewhere in the interwebs here on the thing. So, um, so yeah, just hit me up there. It's like, you know, there's not too many, like, like there's no gatekeeping at the moment. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, find me there. I teach here locally in Myrtle beach at an incredible place called the centered soul. I teach rest and the rest facilitator. And then I teach a women's movement form called Koya. And then actually um, I know you might not be watching this. It might be after, but this coming Wednesday, if it gets posted before then there'll be a free rest practice on zoom with the passion for the possible um, project that I was speaking about. So um, I'll make sure that that link gets to Lauren so she can share it. And if you get this after hit me up and let, and I'll, and I'll get you on our mailing list and let you know when, when other free offerings are happening. So, and definitely check out kerpalu.org. Um, we have um, awesome online offerings and, um, and in-person. So come up if you're looking for a retreat, come on up and, and get away. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, we appreciate you guys listening in. This is going to get ready to go live tonight on Monday and then check us out midweek. Uh, check me and Lindsay out on the same podcast, the mindful business life for our midweek mindfulness around journey to the heart. It is a daily devotional. We go through it once a week, just to give you a little bit of uh, soul satisfaction, a little bit of love and support to keep you going and keep you thriving. Remember you can follow me on uh, Instagram Callaway for the number four president or RW business solutions. I hope you guys have a blessed week and thank you for chiming in. Namaste.